Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, feel like we won that two-four. You know, um, we may not have won in an actual sense, but isn't the real winning all the? attacking moves we made throughout the day something like that I don't really know it's a bit of a bit bit kind of annoying to lose right at the end there you know it is it is kind of annoying sorry you know I don't like to see Tottenham Hotspur lose however what an absolutely lovely game of football how beautiful to see Tottenham Hotspur go away I mean not to the new camp to the whatever it is, the Barcelona Olympic Stadium, isn't it? Basically, Barca having their Wembley era because they're rebuilding the new camp. To go away to Barcelona and play like that. To play proactively. To play with intensity. To play with a bit of bravery. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's so exciting. And it just begs the question... What the hell has every other manager since Pochettino been doing on the training ground? It just, just beggars belief. Postacoglu, yeah, we, we were told that whatever manager will need X amount of time and X amount of millions in order to turn this around. Postacoglu has come in and what, in a month and a bit, Really? Has a team playing with a clear identity, number one. And with a clear purpose. So much so, we've been playing a, not a B team. I don't see that as a B team. As I said on Twitter, I see that as like an A- minus or B plus team. Whichever way you want to look at it. A- minus is still a bit better than B plus, isn't it? No, are they? It's one of those, you know, I think it's one of those deep philosophical questions. But Americans, please let me know. We don't use such grading systems in the UK. I don't know if it's changed now, but in my day, the grading system used to be ABCD for your attainment. And then it was one to four for your effort level. So the best thing would be an A1. I mean, really, the best thing would be getting an A4, wouldn't it? That would just show that you're really, really good. Um, anyway, A1, B2, C1, and so on and so forth. D1 is the worst, right? D1's, that's just that's a miserable mark to get. Today's performance, I'm going to give that an A1. That's an A1 from a B-plus team. Very good Tottenham Hotspur. Very good Mr. Postacoglu. You have my interest. I'm sure you'll be glad to know. You have whet my appetite. You know when it's like... Because 
There's a difference, right? It's not spelled wet my appetite. It is W-H-E-T, isn't it? Wet my appetite. Um, I do wonder where these archaic kind of flickers of language come from. Somebody please, if any if any of you are, you know, have sorted linguistics, sorted linguistics. Um, if, if, if anybody is interested in linguistics whatsoever, please let me know. Apparently to whet is something to do with a blade. Let's have a look. Whetting. Whetting is to sharpen the blade. So you're not actually, you're not making it wet, you're whetting. <laughs> um, so you've sharpened my appetite, Mr. Postacoglu. If you are listening for the first time, yes, this is what these post-match pods generally tend to be. Um, so if you don't like it, don't listen, all right? Because that's how it is, and that's how it's going to be. And for anybody else who keeps coming back because they can't get enough of this lovely stuff, thank you very much. Have a word of yourself. What, I mean, just, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of blown away. It, it Because... Yeah, I do have that feeling of being somewhat annoyed, as I said, that we ended up losing that. doesn't feel particularly fair. Um, but, you know, that's what happens. It's what happens when we play in this ultra-pressing, committed system. We know what's going to happen, um, especially... I mean, <laughs> No shade on Davinson Sanchez today. He's had a brilliant performance, so I feel harsh even saying it. But we know what's going to happen with this back line um, as it is. And maybe, maybe, do you know what? Playing this well, yet still having this happen, maybe this is exactly what the team needs going into the Brentford game, but also what the powers that be, the people that run the club need to see. They need to realise that, okay, Postacoglu's doing a lot here. Actually, you know what? This lad is legit. And he's already come out in a press conference the other day and said he needs a couple more defenders. Maybe we should just give them to him because, you know, we kind of... It's hard not to get excited and it's nice to feel this way again, right? But if we... Like, we might do something this year, folks. We might do something this year. And that is exciting. Because, you know, the whole narrative has been like, this year doesn't matter. This year's a write-off. I'm I'm in the school of thought that we cannot think that way. Adam said that the other day on the pod, said that's negative thinking. And I agree with him. I don't think in elite-level sports you can just say, ah, oh, we write this year off. And I think, I get it as well. I mean, people are just speaking flippantly. It's It's, it's shorthand for, let's not expect too much from this season. They're not saying it doesn't matter. It's it, it's a way of saying, come on, give us a break. Don't start laying into the team if we're not challenging for the title this year. I get it. But, you know, sort that defence out and I think we're maybe as good as anyone else in the league <laughs> other than Manchester City because, I don't know, we suddenly just look brilliant. Things are... Things are starting to look good for Spurs. I mean, I, you know, I am going to do the, the players individually, but we do all the like a new signing shit. But suddenly players like 
Eve Basuma, even Perisic, who are seemingly now, those two in particular, let's look at those two in particular, who are now performing a function within this team, within this system, that's closer, really, arguably, to what they've been doing in their career prior to us signing them. Even Perisic playing in this more advanced role, actually being able to be a playmaker, actually being able to put crosses into the box, to trouble people in the final third of the pitch, not have to leg it back all the time and put in a defensive shift at 38 years old. <laughs> Eve Basuma as well. Being kind of free in a way to just roam around in that midfield, break up play, and then make things happen for Spurs. Not play as this kind of rigid, weird DM kind of thing that Conte seemingly wanted him to be. That he just clearly has never been or, or won't be. And it did make me wonder, you know, maybe Graham Potter had him playing in such a particular way to his skill set that maybe we've been duped here. But I don't think so. Like, just... Let the lad kind of express himself to enjoy himself playing football, and it really, I I like, I get it. It's such a trite, boring footballism now to say like a new signing, but we haven't seen either Bissouma or Perisic do what they've been doing in this preseason at all in a Tottenham shirt. We just haven't. Even Perisic slightly towards the tail end of last year when Antonio Conte went. But not really, you know? There's a lot of noise about Perisic going in this summer. I was gagging for it. I was welcoming it. You can all remember the pods from last year. And suddenly he just looks like an essential member of the squad. Like, not a chance do I want to get rid of even Perisic. Not at all. Yves Basuma definitely... I mean, Yves Basuma is... Honestly, <laughs> I'm honestly looking at him as one of our star players. And this is somebody who last year we'd just written off. I mean, we we hadn't written him off as supporters. We were, I think many of us, the majority of us, if I'm, you know, speaking on kind of anecdotal evidence, people I've spoken to in the ground, people I've seen speaking on Twitter. Many people were very, very disappointed that he wasn't getting a... a, a a better opportunity to showcase what he can do but we'd all kind of decide well that's that that's what happens sometimes it just hasn't worked out for him we'll probably sell him maybe in summer or something who knows but it's almost like you know players sometimes fall into that you know that uh, that wilderness place where you just think well, it's just not going to happen here they're almost not one of our players anymore they're just somebody that is contracted by Tottenham Hotspur but it's not somebody that we factor into any of our decision-making. Much like we've had with Ndombele previously. Much like we've had with Gio Lo Celso, Another one who I have slagged off relentlessly. And now, honestly, <laughs> like there's not much between him and James Madison. James Madison still edges it slightly for me. They're not exactly the same type of player by any stretch. But they're clearly being made to play in that same role behind the strikers. That's what Ange sees for, for the pair of them. And 
Lo Celso, every single minute of Ange ball he's played so far, he's looked absolutely brilliant. It's just, it's nice to feel excited about Tottenham again. It's nice to feel excited about them. It's nice to, to, to watch us play nice football, number one. Right, after a year, I mean, even Pochettino's last year, okay, Champions League run, great fun, brilliant. But we didn't really play good football that year at all. It was very laboured, especially in the Premier League. And, you know, since then we don't need to go over that much more. But now just watching us actually ping the ball about. I mean, it's brilliant. It's... It, it's just like tears in my eye stuff, you know? It's absolutely beautiful to see Tottenham Hotspur doing this. And yep, we, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a stern test away at Brentford, first game of the season. But, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's just enjoy this moment for now, right? I think that's, ultimately, that's what I want to, that's where I want to be with Spurs again at the moment, is just enjoying whatever served up to me at that point in time. Because, I spoke to to Jack on the Robbie Keane Ultras, which you can listen to on the Patreon podcast if you want to, um, where he was talking about the fact that what's undone Spurs for the past few years and Spurs support is that, and it wasn't it wasn't said in an accusatory or defamatory way. It was just that what's ruined us really is that we've had this heightened sense of expectation because we've been so close to winning the Premier League or a Champions League. That we've been like, come on, please, 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 this sort of desperation to just get it across the line before our moment goes. Please, please, please. Every single game means something massive. We can't get too excited about this win we've just had over Manchester City because next week we've got Bournemouth away or whatever bullshit and we need to look five games ahead and our rivals are playing this. Look, let's just fucking leave that all behind for now, at least least for the start of the season let's see where we end up after Christmas and yes the tune will change massively but that's just natural but for now let's just enjoy what's served up right in front of us without having to really think about the bigger picture all the time so much I just want to get back to enjoying a game of football 90 minutes yes people are going to say that's proper football man yes people are going to say that's somehow some you know, Luddite type approach to watching football or... I'm not looking for sophistication, though. I'm looking to just enjoy it again because it's just been so horrible the past few years. Actually, really honestly, having this uncomfortable feeling in myself and speaking to other Spurs fans, knowing they feel this way as well, being like, I don't actually care that much about Spurs. I do care. It's not about not caring. It's about the love that you have for it suddenly feeling consumingly toxic and like something that isn't good for you. A a bad relationship. You know, we've all had one of those. A bad relationship where even when there are good moments, it's still always underpinned by this just underlying sense of envy, this anxiety about when's it going to turn bad again and it just hasn't been fun it hasn't helped that Arsenal have gotten really good again 
that's that's undeniable. But right now, while we're playing like this, I couldn't care less. Again, I I think Arsenal are going to make a good fist, maybe even win the Premier League again. And I dare say I won't fucking like that when it happens. But at the moment, I'm actually just thinking about, I'm enjoying watching Spurs again. This is fun. Like, at least if we have that misery, that pain somewhere else, we can compartmentalise it a lot more easily. Because actually watching my football team is a fucking joy again. And I'm getting OTT over a couple of pre-season friendlies. But like I said, you know, it was a couple of months ago we were playing in a low block at home to Bournemouth and lost. And now we've just gone out and, yeah, right, we've lost. It's pre-season friendly. But still, we've gone out, taken a game to Barcelona, away in Spain. Played some beautiful football. Played with a clear identity. Played with a plan. Played with bravery. All the players working for one another. Clearly all of them bought into this. Making opportunities for one another. Moving into space for one another. Providing options for people to pass to. These fucking fundamental things I've been screaming about into this microphone, into the void for the, all of last season. Nobody being able to pass. Nobody being able to trap a football. Nobody looking for each other. Nobody working for one another. No unity there. Remember all those games we watched? All those games last season when you'd get to half an hour in, we've not had a single opportunity and you have no fucking idea what it is that we're trying to do other than sit there and invite pressure onto ourselves and hope that we can just get Harry Kane on the end of something. It's been disgusting. It's been an absolute dereliction of duty from not only him that came previously, the other one in the middle and then the other one before that. And I can't be bothered to keep mentioning their names, but it is how it is. But now, just having this as a contrast is is glorious. And yes, it's a pre-season friendly, but isn't that fucking joyous? Isn't that fucking joyous that you can be moved, that a 38-year-old... And I'm not negative. I'm not negative. And I, re- I really resent that. I really resent that when I get called negative by people because I'm not. And for anybody that listens to this will know that I'm not negative. Yes, I can be <laughs> yes, I can be somewhat cynical at times, but you know, fuck off, I don't care. Shut up. Um no, 38, right, you know, life hasn't turned out the way I hoped it would. Isn't that the sort of the same story for everybody, right? We all get pissed off and we just want to fucking escape into our football team and enjoy it again. Not you know. And now I can do that. Great. Hallelujah. Um, I'm not having a breakdown. Don't worry. I promise you I'm not. I'm just excited. I'm excited. I'm an emotional being, right? And when you're an emotional being, you waver. You waver between, you know, seeming like you're, you're angry and cross and stuff. But I'm not, you know. I'm half Argentinian as well, all right? I'm going to stereotype. I'm allowed to do that, you know. It's fire in the blood and all that shit. Mardi. Mardi people. Um, dramatic. Dramatic people. Uh, let's let's do the players. Let's do the players and save you more further meltdowns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Vicario. A few decent saves today. It's probably my confirmation bias. <laughs> probably my confirmation bias. You know, slightly annoying to see Arsenal sign David Raya today for twenty-five million pounds, which I'm pretty sure is similar to what we've paid for Vicario. Uh, but it is what it is. Let's give him a chance. I do wonder if he could have done a little better with uh, with any of Barcelona's goals, to be honest. Um, but look. It's a day for positivity. He's going to be our goalkeeper. And if not, Fraser Forster will be. And he's a decently solid goalkeeper. Pedro Porro. Better today. I liked it, you know, when he... He's nice in the attacking sense, right? But I mean, for the first goal, could he have done better? Maybe, probably, should have done. We know he's not best suited to playing in this... This flat back four defensive kind of structure. It's a flat back four on paper in, in practice. It, it doesn't really look that way. I, I don't know. Somebody that's more tactic-y than me, which isn't particularly hard, will be able to say whether or not uh, there's an overlap there. I can't spot it so much. It seems to be cautious to a degree. Um, but maybe that's more just an indication as to how far forwards the uh, the guys above them are pushed are pushed in. But I don't see much of an overlap there. Um, but they do still roam up the pitch. I concede that. But still, Poro ain't the one for me in that position. Um, it's all about it's all about Emerson Royale, isn't it? There. Um, but you know, good player, decent player. Let's. You know, let's keep it positive. Eric Dyer, uh, yeah. You know, should we keep it positive today? And and has has said as much that he needs quick, aggressive, sharp players to 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 play in his defence, and they're just not things that you know you would describe Eric Dyer as. Um, I think he's a, he's a, he's a solid enough defender at times, but again, he's one of those defenders where you're just waiting for his next mistake, aren't you? But look, you know, let's just give him a break at the moment. All right, that's kind of kind of where I'm at. Um, Dav Sanchez, absolutely fantastic game today. I don't know if he was, as Phil said to me on WhatsApp, if he was auditioning for Barcelona or something, but 
He looked absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, he was probably at fault for, not at fault for, but could have done better in a in a couple of couple of the goals. I think the first one, and then maybe that third one. Um, but he he had a brilliant game. Some amazing last ditch tackles. You really see kind of the best of his physicality when you're playing against a team like. Barcelona, mostly his pace. You you feel like he has a lot of the tools to play in an Ange Postacoglu system. Um, whether or not there's too much water under the bridge between him and Tottenham Hotspur now to turn his career around, I don't know. He's got a year left on his contract. I envisage that we'll be looking to get a deal done this summer and move him on. But well done, Dav. You know, good performance and, you know, bay no ill will. Especially after oh, that video he did the other day. He did a video on a, this, like a, a Instagram account, which is championing, I, I believe it's championing South American footballers in Britain who are playing in the Premier League. Some Whether it's a type of agency or something like that, I'm, I'm, I'm not fully sure. But he was he was getting I don't know if he was going in to sign some merchandise for a giveaway or something like that, but there was a, a big North London is red poster on the wall, um, where he was doing some photo shoot or you know, like I say, media obligation and he covered it up with a Spurs shirt, just saying, you know, we can't be having that. And, you know, little things like that. It it's football fans, simple beings, you know, straight away I see something like that, I'm like, go on, lad. Go on, lad. I like you. I like you. Um, Reggion. Look, I mean, it's destiny spot in it. That, that's it. That's the be all and end all. He was okay, Reggion, but he didn't do anything that made me sit up and think, well, you know, nice one. Maybe he's kind of, you know, going to be able to reinvent himself or relaunch his career here. Um, how exciting. Nah, really. You know, I just kind of thought as Reggion being Reggion all right, not great, fine, you know, but give it Destiny because Destiny just looks unbelievably good. Oliver Skip, great performance, two goals, Ange obviously really likes him. Lots of, uh, you know, good jokes to be had about Skippy and such. I like Skippy. You know, I've 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 made no secret of that fact. He's he's a young player. He's from our academy. He's homegrown. He's a strong squad player. He obviously loves the club. What's what's the urgency? Some people seem desperate to sell him. Why? What's the urgency? Don't need to get rid. We need players like him in the squad. Every team needs players like him in the squad. And that's that. Simple as that. He comes in and does a job every time he plays for us. He's a good player. I think he's a very good player. And I think he's a player that will be fine operating in some kind of rotational role. Rotating in and out of the squad as and when the manager sees fit. I don't think he's going to be having a, a, you know any tantrums about not starting every game. He's a great player. Yves Basuma, as I was talking about at the start, like a new signing... What an absolutely sensational footballer. I mean, just sensational. I'm so excited about 
having him, Madison, Lo Celso, Bentancourt coming back, you know, Pape Matasar's looking like he is, Oliver Skipper I've just been talking about there. You know, it's brilliant. It's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. That You know, the lad is dynamite. I think he's a, a seriously talented footballer and he's somebody that we were we were very, very excited about when we signed him from Brighton. You know, maybe it's maybe it's a you know delayed gratification that we're getting here, but if it comes, who 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 gives a shit? Manos Solomon, I am very, very, very excited about him. There's this I'm not the first to make this observation, but there's there's a touch of Aaron Lennon about him. Seems to have a bit more in product than Aaron Lennon ever had. He looks instantly like a player that it, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Seeing Spurs maybe actually sign players with a with a bit of a plan in place. Um, who knows how much Postacoglu was directly involved in this signing of Solomon, or if he's given the club a remit of a certain profile. We hear this a lot coming out of the, you know, the 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 beat journos and stuff at the moment about profiles, about Postacoglu profile players. Mano Solomon in that role, in this system, seems to be perfect for that. He makes stuff happen. He's always moving into space. He's always looking to receive the ball. He's a brave player, you know. He's always he always wants to be on the ball. He always wants to take opposition players on. He always wants to try and play a probing pass or have a shot. And that's what I like. I love a bit of tenacity like that in a footballer. It's lovely to have that back again. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if he becomes a mainstay of the first team in the not-so-distant future. Gio Lo Celso, again, I don't want to overstate it, but there isn't as much as I, I think many would have you believe between him and James Madison. James Madison is definitely the better option right right now. He is, for me anyway, he is. But Gio Celso, if if it's a if it's a rotate in, you know, then let's have it. You know, can Celso play alongside Basuma and have Madison there as well? Maybe we might be a bit stretched. I don't know if there's an, anyone doing enough leg work there, so maybe not. But can Gio Celso play behind James Madison instead of Basuma? Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean. Again, I don't think they're exactly the same type of profile, but this is what I quite like about Lascelles. So I, th- I feel like he can, he can play maybe more in that number eight role or play in that, you know, let's call it a number ten role, just for the sake of it, for the sake of me being a luddite. And I would assume speaking to a lot of people who probably have a similar kind of grasp on this type of stuff, because otherwise, why would you be listening to me? You know, you wouldn't be listening to me, would you, if you wanted an in-depth tactical analysis of everything that's going on right now. You want me to be the person that talks about greetings cards and waffle on about linguistic quirks and everything in my hackneyed way. So there you go. You got a bit of that. Um, but also Lo Celso, if he's in, if he's actually in, we have heard stuff about his attitude. And yes, I think the club have failed him as well. I think it's you know, a bit six of one, half a dozen of another for a nice... Old British idiom. Sorry there for any American listeners. 
do you say that in America? Again, any American listeners, please let me know. Six of one, half a dozen of another. That feels like a very British idiom, but maybe you do. I don't know. Um, if if he's in, if he likes what Anne just saying, great. Because he's clearly an exciting, talented footballer. Letters of apology. Couldn't care less. This is the thing, man. This is the thing. Ultimately, if I criticise a player, if I die on a hill of saying, I don't like this player, get rid of him or whatever, and then they start performing, please feel free to come at me with my, with your kind of, huh, aren't you the guy that said something? Because if you do that, great. It means Tottenham are doing well. And that's all I want at the end of the day, right? You may think a man, <laughs> a man who does a podcast on his own has something of, of an ego or like a God complex or some sort of narcissistic personality disorder. I can assure you that I don't. I can assure you that I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, a, I'm a deathly self-effacing, quite awkward, strange man in reality. And I just like talking about football and I just get excited about Tottenham Hotspur. And sometimes, as I said, to throw back to cheap stereotypes about Argentinian people. And South Americans at large. I'm just an emotional man. Right? <laughs> give, give me a break. Um, even Perisic. What a guy. That's all I can say. You know? What a guy. If, if, if he's going to stay here, be an elder statesman of the team, playing this advanced role. Amazing. Brilliant. Wonderful. I love it because I was very excited ahead of us signing even Perisic and now I'm excited again to have even Perisic playing for the team not this you know senior player who clearly doesn't have the legs that he used to have despite being an absolute specimen age catches up with us all forced to do this ultra <laughs> defensive ultra-attacking, weird, whatever role that Conte wanted him to do. Just just let the lad get the ball in the mix, right? Football is a simple game. Football is a simple game. Just get the ball in the mixer. Let Harry get his head on it. Wallop. Camel new Spurs. Up the Spurs. Richarlison. Lovely lad. Want you to come good. Didn't show yourself in glory again tonight, but that's okay. I would say, in the interest of fairness, we maybe didn't create as many clear-cut chances for him tonight as Kane had created for him on the weekend. But he might have been able to. I think you know, if we're going to be critical of it, I think many of us would have. Probably hoped for at least, not expected, but hoped for a bit more from him because he is a talented footballer. But just didn't really go his way tonight. Um, I was happy to see Jed Spence come onto the pitch. He's an absolute unit, isn't he? Like, he's a big lad. Um, he seemed to be playing in a sort of attacking role. I couldn't really work it out fully if it, him and Poro were like swapping around. There's, there's an overlap for you. 
if those two were swapping places or if they were just overlapping, I'm not 100%. But it was kind of interesting and I thought he he, he did okay. His, his physicality is definitely an asset. His tenacity is definitely an asset. And I think his... Yeah, I think his passing is is okay. I think he's pretty decent. Um, I like him. Apparently, he's on the transfer list, but you know we've taken him to Spain and we've given him some minutes. So who knows? Who knows? Dan Kilpatrick, you know I'm calling you out here, lad. Papi Matasar, yeah, he had moments on the pitch, so we don't need to worry about it. We know what he's done. He's previously in, in preseason, great little player. Love him. I. Expect to see him start against Brentford. Dane Scarlett didn't have that long on the pitch. I saw it. You know, he, he did that thing again of picking up the ball in the box of his back to goal. And then he turned around, like got, got that nice turn on him. And then one of the Barca defenders managed to rob him of the ball. But it's nice to see him just with an eye for goal. Looking like he's, he's, you know, he's got a bit of purpose there, a bit of menace to him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes with him. Um, now we've signed Thelis. How much game time he gets or doesn't get. Um, you know, they're two similar, similar aged players. Vélez probably, you know, he has more top flight experience albeit in Argentina. So there may be a, a period to adapt and such to not only the way of life in England, but just to the style of play, to the football. Um, but having two talented young players in a similar position is only going to be a good thing, right? Anyone watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary yet on Netflix? You hear all about his relationship with Sliced Alone and how they both propelled one another on. So it's good. To, it's good to be competitive, you know. Good to have a bit of friendly competition in, in there for you. Um, Alfie Devine. I, honestly, I couldn't really say much about him, but again, I'm excited to see him getting more minutes and seemingly being closer to the first team setup. That's what we've wanted for a long time. It's nice to finally have a manager that will not only take risks with his style of play, with his game plan, but also take risks in actually giving young players a chance, putting them onto the pitch. Because this has been such a, a strange kind of flex from... <sighs> Basically, these managers again for the past few years where they've either felt pressure from above or just had these strangely, whatever, exacting standards where they can't stand to see a young player, where they feel it's not their place to have to 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 improve Tottenham's future. They're talking about their here and now and their immediate success um, because they're ego-driven weirdos who, you know ultimately undid themselves with that type of attitude. I think I've said enough for tonight, haven't I? I think I've said enough. I'm excited though. We'll see what happens with Brentford. I will be doing a Brentford preview during the week, but that will be on my Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash RTR pod. You can sign up there to listen to 
not only the preview pods, but listen to the Thursday Bulletin that I'll be doing with Phil at Single Malt Suds. As you may remember him on Twitter, he's not that anymore, but that's what he used to be. Um, and also the Robbie Keane Ultras with Jack Gallagher. I will be doing other bits and pieces throughout the year on Patreon. I'll just be sticking content on there. When ideas come to me, I'll stick them out on there. I'll probably do a mailbag as well. If you want to email me some thoughts, tetrunk at gmail.com. Get those, get those thoughts across to me and I can I can put some sort of mailbag episode together. Um, if you are interested in films and movies as well, also, I'm on a podcast with Ben Haynes. BYOB, Bring Your Own Blockbuster Podcast, where we talk about everybody's favourite films of yesteryear. Do you like American Psycho? Do you like Pulp Fiction? Do you like Disney's animated Beauty and the Beast? Then... Listen to BYOB, Bring Your Own Blockbuster Podcast, where we talk about all of those films. This week, the latest episode is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. What an absolute classic. What a pleasure it is to re-watch these films and talk about them. Rewatch them yourselves, along with each episode, and then listen to Ben and I's thoughts on them. And, you know, tweet us or whatever messages with why we're wrong or why we're right, you know? It's, it's, it's all about two-way dialogue, isn't it, nowadays? But, um, yeah, like I say, thank you very much. Please do share the pod if you like it. Look, I, w- I want the pod to continue to grow this year. The pod grew, and I'm very thankful to everybody. The pod experienced some exponential growth last year, I'm sure in part due to these post-match rants, rambles, whatever you want to call them. But it would be nice to see it continue to grow. So if you do enjoy it, please. And, you know, you, you don't want to subscribe to the Patreon. That's absolutely fine. I understand. But what you can do for me, please, is please share the pod. Leave it a rating. Leave it a review. Chuck it out on Reddit. Say nice things. Shower me with gifts. Shower me with praise. All of it. You know, like I said emotional not egotistical emotional being and it, it, that sort of validation it gets me going you know i need it i need it um hear me please dad if you are listening uh, if you are listening please um i'm sorry i'm sorry i wasn't a lawyer in the end or whatever it was never gonna happen okay sorry that i'm here talking to myself in a microphone, right? I'm sorry. Come on, you spurs. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.